I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Achanov, and you're in for some dreadful grief, Colin. <laughs> and my name is Colin Drucker, and if you can't work up a winter passion, then the least I deserve is respect and allegiance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There are so many things to pull from from this as well, too, that I, yeah. I had trouble. But I I like that last line. I think it's so fascinating, uh, yeah. the, the ending of this scene. Oh, I'm, yeah, it's it's such a, it's, it's incredible. There are you know, layers I, upon yeah. layers of, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, there's <laughs> layers and there's, there's so many stops on a very brief and yet very long journey. And that, like... This was one of my takeaways, and anyone who, who, not that I'm thinking there's thousands of people, but if you've listened to my episode on In the Details about this scene, one of my big takeaways that I will repeat probably often in this episode, so I'm giving this disclaimer now, is that like within a window of probably three minutes, she goes on such a complex emotional journey, and by the time she lands at that last note that you're talking about where she has that look on her face, you know, that sort of like half smile where there's, she's processed so much of this grief already and has landed at this place of observing the, you know, the plight of the, the married man having the affair. Like she sees yeah. the plot line of it and, and not just her, it as her own like personal, you know, trauma and the strength that Louise gets to have that be the final moment, that it's not despair, it's not devastation, it's not, you know, weakness, it's like knowledge. Yeah, it's like, uh, even contentment sounds like such a, too big of a word for that, but it's like border, it's like almost contentment. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I've almost, like you said, she's digested almost all of it. It's like she ate like, a big, it's like one of those cartoons where they eat like a stick of dynamite. Yep. And then it's like in their throat and it's like that wide. And yes. then they like, and then it explodes in their stomach and then they're like, and then they blow out the smoke and then, okay, let's That's move on. That's a great way to describe this performance yeah. and this scene. It is like, it is like a cartoon character navigating a piece of TNT. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, before we get, obviously, we're, we are speaking today about Beatrice Strait and her Oscar Best Supporting Actress Oscar winner uh, performance. <laughs> I was like trying to say that that sentence is complicated. How oh, can I say that? Yeah, no, I stumbled across, across yeah. that, over that so many times. Her best, I mean, I could just say her Academy Award performance for Best Support. It's too long. I'm just right. going to stop. Her BSA win for Network. There we go. Yes, we've, we've established that we can call it a BSA <laughs> Uh, yeah. I think we have to use that to our advantage. Yeah. 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 BSA 
winner Beatrice Strait. Yeah. Yes. But um, uh. before we get into that, I mean, first things first, we have had we have had a birthday and we're about to have a birthday between Colin and I. And let's talk about it. You are 35 now, Colin. Yes. Your Bobby Baby 35. My Bobby Baby 35th How birthday. How does it feel? <laughs> How was your weekend? What have you been up to? It feels good. You know, I, it's funny, in the past couple of years with birthdays, I have let them pass with almost no fanfare. I think last year I like took myself to the movies and it was like Alamo Draft House where you can get like food and drinks sure. and whatnot. Oh. I think yeah. I went to see the Mr. Rogers movie. Um, okay. And so, not the, not the, the Tom documentary. Hanks, the documentary. Okay, got it, got yeah. It. I was and like, so, how did he get that? I know. Yeah. I got Screeners. a screener. Yeah. I called Tom and. <laughs> I um, went to see that, and then I, like, took myself shopping, including a Target trip, Ugh, and bought a bunch dream. of shit and, like, got myself, like, I don't know. I think then I, like, went home and, like, ordered, like, I, I ordered more takeout than I needed. But yes. I don't think I, like, that was last year. I don't think I did really much. And this year, it was on Friday, and so I took the day off of work, and I just kind of, like, John made me breakfast in the morning. He made me, like, birthday pancakes, and that was really Aww. great. And, um... Then I called my, or my mom called. We like planned on talking and I hadn't talked to her in a while. And we tend to have like long phone calls. We talked for like four hours. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, whoa and wow. Did you hear that? I was like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> the, yeah. I love the range. Yeah. It was, I love how it expanded and contracted. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was, uh, so that was great. And like, I think in some ways it was really kind of interesting I don't know. I when I when I thought about like, oh wow, I'm a 35 year old man now, and here mm-hmm. I'm talking to my mom, and it's like, it's not like, oh, I'm talking to my mom. It's like, every, as every year passes, my mom and I are more and more two very similar adults, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. kind of talk about things on that level and kind of see things on that level, and it's just like a really nice transformation of our relationship. So that was a big part of the day. And then I was going to do, because I just put out an In the Details episode about company and in honor of my 30th birthday. Oh, I was waving my hanky all morning (laughs) listening to that. Uh, Or yesterday. Was it yesterday or today? Gosh, my days are getting... Yeah, I don't know. I put it out. I think yesterday I put it out. Okay, yes. Let's do it Friday. Yes. Um, So that, like, I knew I wanted to do that. And so I was going to do that Friday, but I was just like, I don't really feel like it. And it's my birthday. So, like, you know, uh, I'll do it tomorrow. And so... Uh, had a pretty chill day with the cat, and then John and I went to Nobu for dinner, which is like a sushi restaurant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it was like a fancy sushi, and it was good, yeah. you know. Um, there were parts of it, like there were elements of the meal, we were like, wow, this was great. And then there were elements where it was like, this was no different than sushi from like, you know, uh, I don't know, Osaka Garden, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. It's like the box of mac and cheese that's like 49 cents is sometimes better than like any lobster mac and cheese you'll ever order in a yes. restaurant. Sorry. Don't I'm paint sorry. the peacock with lobster when I got craft <laughs> Blue Box Blues over I here, know. you know? Sometimes you add a little extra butter. Ooh. Yep. It doesn't take much. They say that about cake mixes as well. All yeah. you got to do is like substitute the water for milk substitute the oil for melted butter and maybe add an extra egg and you won't know the difference between homemade like decadence and you know duncan hines yeah honestly so pro tip good stuff. um yeah. yeah but um so then yeah then saturday uh john and i uh i think it was like again it was like a chill day we went to the mall eventually and Ooh, like i love that it was great um 
I did see Jagged Little Pill on Wednesday before wow. my birthday. So it was sort of a birthday experience. You know, John and I, a couple friends and I went to see it. Oh, I can't wait. Is there going to be like an official analysis of the show or is it just like on an episode or anything? Or is it just like talk about it now? I think I, for as much as I have to say about it, I think mm-hmm. it's like I love Alanis Morissette. I love her music. Um, there's elements of the show that really work. There's elements of it that feel very uh tv movie of the week sure um, but i think overall it's like the biggest success of the show is once like school buses full of high school kids are like trucked in to see this because this sure. is for them and they will lose their scrunchies over this show oh yeah, yeah yeah it's like that i mean speaking of musical theater too i learned so much about your sort of musical theater experience or like knowledge in that Bobby Baby 35 mm, or lack thereof. <laughs> but I mean, but almost just enough too, because and the references you were making, but I did not know you were a fan of the last five years, Colin. Wow. Oh my. I don't know God. how that like slipped through the cracks. I mean, I've Ugh. listened to most of All Right Mary stuff, but um, I don't think or, it's maybe you've really never said up. it out loud. Yeah, yeah. But I, oh my gosh, what a journey. <laughs> I was oh. just so, I was so happy that you like knew those references and those songs because that was a big one for me. Uh, yeah. Jason Robert Brown is one mm-hmm. of my favorite composers of musical theater like ever. Yeah. Um, that really broke through my, my bias. You know, every time Kathy gets to sing and I like that. <laughs> Oh, you said you said that in the uh, the Amazon, and I died. I died because I know exactly. You're like, I guess Kathy doesn't have. She, there's something about like she doesn't really get to go to a 27, but maybe she does have a and die. Yeah, yeah. Her and moments I, where she gets to go to a 27. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Um, and you know what's funny is, and I didn't see it till later, but John was talking about his coworker. They were, you know, chatting at work. They said, "Oh, how are you doing?" And his coworker sent back a video saying, "Oh, um, you know." kind of you know this mood and it was that video that you posted of the girl singing climbing uphill with that run and it's transcendent yeah so i like stumbled across that on on twitter later and i saw you post that i was like of course yeah that moment and i would have sent it directly to you had i known i wouldn't ever even thought to send it to you i know i it's yeah so it's um just climbing uphill over here climbing up that song (laughs) jesus that song it's I just, so great. I love the like, you know, stop looking at me, you know, stop looking at my shoes, yes. look at me. Like, I love all of that. Like, Jesus Christ, talking. I suck, I suck, I suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got the whole performance down in my shower. Oh, I know yeah. how it works in my shower. <laughs> I don't know how you stage it outside of there, but I've got it all figured out in the shower. I know. And just the fact that her name's Kathy, it's mm-hmm. great. It's like it like yeah. it's it's like a lady name, but it's like she's young. I mm-hmm. love that because Kathy's have to be young at some they point. It's such young. a weird name. Yes, yes, like young Debbie's baby yeah. Kathy. My mom's name is Debbie, baby Debbie. That you it's know, great. Johnny's mom is named Debbie, and I've talked about this. How like have you met a young Debbie, like a four year old no. Debbie? I love the name Debbie. I just don't know any old younger Debbies. Yeah, I've met several little Debbies. Fudge rounds. <laughs> Am, I right, Am I right, ladies? Am I right, ladies? I'm, I'm a box of fudge around listening to the last five years in college, just weeping. Just weeping. Oh, fudge arounds. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, they're so great. They're so great. I also love the Christmas trees. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because they have those like green little sprinkles on them that provide a little crunch. Ugh. They're like festive zebra cakes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I yes. love now that it's almost Valentine's Day, we have the pink hearts coming around. Mm-hmm. And you got two of them. 
Oh yeah, because yeah. you know that's that's romantic. It yeah. is. It is. Um, yeah. Well, I am glad that we could connect on little Debbie's and yes. the last five years. Yes, and birthdays. Um, My birthday will be yes. past by the time this episode. Um, I turn thirty-four, just the penultimate year to thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Year. Um, this is your. It's your Barbara Harris thirty fourth birthday because oh, I can't wait. Who's Harry Kellerman? She's I hope I can 34. find those three notes. I mean, I, I I can't ever seem to get to them. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. I think I feel. I mean, besides some back pain that's been like <laughs> with me the last week and a half, uh, I feel mm. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Getting I mean, it's thirty four is a great age. I yeah. I thirty four was a great year. So. Um, you know, enjoy it. Do treat it well as I hand it off to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, speaking of handing it off to me, I want to. We talked off the mic about some things that are happening right now as we speak, and they, I, I think at this point are probably over. And I'm going to sort of lead this segment here about the BAFTAs, the 2020 BAFTAs that just happened. Um, and you know, I will say there's some takeaways here. It's like it is the normal. Uh, the people that you expected to win have won. Um, okay. As far as the major acting categories, it's it's you know it's Brad, it's Lara, it's Renee, and it's Joaquin. Um, but I, it's like I wish there were more surprises. Um, mm-hmm. They they have best film. I think 1917 won six or seven. I think I was counting, um, including best picture. Wow! It's it's a very British um, sort of pedigree with Sam Mendes as well, kind of behind mm-hmm. the helm of it. I believe he's British, right? I believe. I think um, he some, is. He was married yeah. to Kate Winslet, so I'll just say he is by proxy. Uh, right, he right. Was married, not any, yeah. not, not, no longer. But um, Parasite won Best Original Screenplay. That's which cool. Which is That's cool. Yeah. Um, best Adapted Screenplay went to Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Um, and there was like one, uh, Little Women uh, won for Best Costume Design, so yay. Okay, I'll take it. There were some great costumes, you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess it helped to have a, a, a woman who was directing so they could get good costumes. I know. know? <sighs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> I know, I know. It's awful. Um, best Original Score went to Joker um, as well. Oh, I think good. she had uh, that Hilder... Guanadotir, yeah, I will she's say. like Icelandic or something. Yes, I'm, I'm happy to see a woman win. That's great. Yes, that is awesome. Best makeup and hair went to Bombshell, um, and best foreign language film went to Parasite. So mm. yay for Parasite. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, at this point, next week, the Oscars will have happened. We will have been. You know, we might even have recorded a, an episode here in Pittsburgh when you come and visit. Yeah, so. I know. I mean, I'm I'm very excited. I was talking about that with John. I was like, I think you were. We have to do whatever it is we talk about. We have to call it the BSAs of Pittsburgh. Oh, I just yay! Good, love good, that. Good. I just yes. think that's so funny. Um, <laughs> we but should. yeah, that's. I mean, I'm expecting this to probably be very similar for the Oscars. I think Parasite will. Definitely have best foreign picture, you know, best foreign language picture. And if it wins best picture, I will be so excited because I know that I can't bank on Florence Pugh winning best supporting actress. But let it be known, if that does happen, you will hear Colin, John and I scream all the way from Pittsburgh. Like, I I don't know what I think it would. Trump the Sasha Velour uh, rose petal moment. Oh, I think it honestly would. <laughs> I would be Aja turning away. Like, did you see that? <laughs> Eureka! I saw. I yeah. saw. I saw. I just saw. <laughs> I just saw. <laughs> like, I would die. I would. Die. Yeah. So that's what we're hoping for over here at the BSA Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. A sort of Olivia Coleman sort of grab would be very welcome. And it sucks yeah. too, because I mean, we've said this almost ad nauseum at this point too. It's like we would, I mean, we are always rooting for Laura Dern. We want her to win a supporting mm-hmm. Oscar, but just not this one. Just not this one. And I'm going to yeah. rewatch marriage story just to try to find some way. Yeah. We're going to uh, have to do an episode on that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm think ready so. for it, but um, yeah, maybe once she wins, maybe we'll do, or I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's the, uh, I know. Maybe we'll do it afterwards. Once she wins, we'll we'll kind of do a why she won it episode. Ooh, I like that. And we'll really dig in to try to like look understand. at her scenes and understand. Because yeah. we always talk about it when the moment she won it. So we'll kind of do a similar retrospect. Yeah. <laughs> you sent me that gif of when she... <laughs> Did you make that? No, I just found oh, it. Oh, was... <laughs> my God. So, Colin, we were... We were... It was like in a group chat with me, you and John, and we mm-hmm. were talking about, I don't know, Laura Dern and how we didn't want her to win. And then he said, like, the moment she won it, in quotes, and then sent me a gif of Laura Dern taking off her, like, heels and sliding onto the couch. Because honestly, that's, <laughs> that's what we're it. working with here. That's it. So. <laughs> Uh, that's exactly what I was like I they think this is it this must have been the moment <laughs> yeah I'm like what do you <sighs> I know I know it's just um, upsetting to me and it's our first uh, year doing the BSA pod we really right. wanted a juicy win mm-hmm. but you know we're just I'm just um venting I'm I will be happy for her it's it's fine I can't this do anything is about it I was gonna say that I think this is really the fuel underneath which the Westons will be built you oh, know? yes. It has to come out of a sense of like we are there's a lack, there's a need for for clearer appreciation of actressing happening in parts medium and small. Yeah. And I think um it's up to us to rectify this. So Yeah. Yeah. And I will take that on. Yeah. Ross. Yeah, thank you, Ross. I will take that on. <laughs> I no, I on I actually think that, you know, you know, I do the nuances on in the details, and I'm just mm-hmm. a you know, I'm just a simple sandwich man all, all by myself over there. <laughs> we could very easily do a new do a do a westons where we oh, just yes. will create categories and oh yeah, this is gonna happen. It's gonna be great. I'm excited. Yeah. I already I can picture it. Like on, I've already made like a dream board of it on Pinterest. You know, mm-hmm. a secret oh, one. Totally, totally. Oh my god, the westons. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It sounds so chic. Honestly, it really does. Yeah, it, I mean. And we could host it at a Westin hotel. (laughs) We're coming live to you from the Westin. The Westin at the Westin. I love that a lot. Um, Uh, But anyways, uh, anyways. yeah, um, speaking uh, with, I'm trying to think of a clever segue, but there just isn't. Yeah. um, Speaking of. of, Another talented redheaded actress. How about that? She found it, folks. She found found it. it. Speaking of which, we have uh, worked our way back to the matter at hand, which of course is that Beatrice Strait many years ago did win an Oscar rightfully um, for network yes. and uh i think we should dive in um as per usual thank you for that baftas review yeah um cap. and are you are you down to start talking about some fellow nominees yeah for sure um i, I actually have a quick question because yeah. i don't really know your relationship with it nor because i listen to your i mean the title alone gay for beatrice straight is yeah. just like beautiful i mean uh, the universe the gave it to me episode. yeah I, mm-hmm. it's perfect so everyone should go listen to that in addition it is so 
interesting to hear you um, sort of structure that episode because it's so very much like what we're doing now before you even knew that we were going to be there or before I even knew that it was you know, mm-hmm. a thing. It's just fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, but I could just cut and paste that episode into this and it would be yeah, probably the know, same yeah. contribution. Let's be real. Half the prep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but was Network, this is my only question to you before we dive in, is how, what is, when did you first watch Network? Is that an early cataloging movie for you or is it like, what's your relationship with it? So I think what it was, if I'm remembering correctly, it could have gone all the way back to high school. Okay. And I think either it was high school or college where I was, I, and I'm going to assume it was high school and it was looking for monologues maybe to audition with for like Ooh. the musical theater, you know, company. Sure. And, you know, I'm like, I know that there's men's monologues, but what about the women? And so it may have been something like that. It may have been something where I was looking for monologues and this one found me. And... um like, I'm pretty sure that must have been, like, yeah, her speech was kind of, like, what found me. And I was like, whoa, this is great. And then I must have then found that scene at some point mm-hmm. or had, like, maybe learned that she won an Oscar for this. And it was like, but she has such a small role. I can't believe she won an Oscar for such a small role. And I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, that was kind of the trajectory of what – so what brought me to Network was Beatrice Strait. Um, was the fact that she won an Oscar for five minutes, essentially, of work. Yeah. And then it, then it was something eventually I saw and I watched and was like, oh, my God, that was incredible. So that was definitely at some point in college, okay. um, probably early college. And then it just sat on the catalog shelf. Like, it was – that was it. It was something that, like, you know, you can't really, like, make a reference to casually, you know? I mean – you can't just be like, I'm your wife, damn it. Like, nobody uh, knows what that is unless they listen to the Best Supporting Podcast, you know, because yes. in our theme song. But I just was always fascinated by the fact that a woman performed in a movie for, you know, less than 10 minutes and got an Oscar for it. Yeah. And I thought, well, fuck, what did you do in that time? And yeah. I think... That just was always so exciting to me, like that notion that a woman won an Oscar for six minutes of screen time. I just loved that. And um, it like appealed to the like aesthetics of the catalog. It was like women doing everything, you know? Um, And so then I didn't really get to kind of like talk about it again or celebrate it until in the details. Yeah. I mean, you said in your episode two, you're like, I knew that there would eventually come a time where I could really just unleash you know the beast Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) unleash the beast unleash the beatrice yes uh and it was yeah and so that was that episode was just like years coming um and so is this one certainly to like dive into what i just i think is a not only a great performance but like a great example in the canon of like oscar winners like i love saying oh this role she won an oscar for that like i just love that Yes. Um, I want to I want to talk about my experience really quick, too, mm. because I, I I bought Network when I worked at Barnes and Noble. I was like, this looks like a movie. It's like I was just going through a phase and they were, it was like in the bargain bin for like mm-hmm. seven bucks. And I mm. was like, sure. Um, and I, I know I, I had heard of it. I remember like Faye Dunaway and Peter Finch and all that stuff, too. But I did not know about Beatrice Strait. I remember being very like and rightfully so i was like unsettled by that movie i didn't hate it i didn't love it i was just like it, it i only watched it once all the way through and i i don't think i have watched it since um mm. especially for this prepping for this episode i just watched the scene because yeah. i think there are just a few interim scenes with her just kind of not 
giving us a lot of yeah things to talk about. So I was like, I don't really want to, um, but I will. Um, but I am ashamed to say this that I really didn't like. I didn't get the gay whistle tones at first, but I don't even mm. remember her performance either too. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was all just such a blur to me. Like, I remember that scene and I was like, oh, she's good. But I don't think I looked up like the stats. I knew that Faye Dunaway and Peter Finch won mm-hmm. and that it won Best Picture and that was it too. So this is really fun. And really, and I think until I heard that in the details episode, that was kind of like my first foray, like almost like back into it, I guess. Mm. So... Uh, yeah, I guess thank you. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, yeah, thank you. What a gift to yeah. be able to pass along Beatrice Strait. I know. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I've seen the movie in full. It is a great movie. I would say it's wildly relevant for today. It's sure. crazy how relevant it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the recent Broadway production with yes, Brian Cranston, right, right. and he was amazing. Mm-hmm. And the woman who played Louise, you know, it was like, Mama, you don't know the shoes you're filling. You don't know the heels those little feet are trying oh, to yeah. fill. Oh, yeah. How do you do that? How yeah. do you even step into those? It's yeah. too much. And she honestly, she had a couple of nuances. You know, there were, there were elements where I was like, well, that's just not how Beatrice Strait did it, you know? Sure. But there were some acting choices she had where I was like, that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever you just did there, that was... I can't. There was like a little thing where she like wiped her nose on a scarf, or she wiped her hand on a on her dress after she Ooh. wiped her nose, and it was like, "What did you just do?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was yes, like yes. that's everything I love. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it is. I definitely recommend it. Um, but it's yeah, it's a it's not a fun watch. Certainly, yeah, um, it's a, it's an investment of time mm-hmm. and energy too. It really does bring you out. Um, uh, but anyways, I guess nominees we uh, to kind of. Yeah. Next, yeah. Well, let's since we just talked about the BAFTAs, let's talk about the BAFTAs this year. This was for 1976. Um, So it's interesting because this was the year that Jodie Foster was in Taxi Driver, which was just like a you know obviously when you look back is kind of considered a you know uh, a important role, I guess. You know, it's just kind of like a, a an iconic role in some ways in terms of 70s cinema. Yeah. And so she, Jodie Foster actually won a BAFTA for both Taxi Driver and Bugsy Malone. Okay, so that's what was going on. Um, mm-hmm. Keep going, because I, I was confused by the years here. I don't know if you ran into anything. Yeah, so the um, the years are a little weird, especially with the BAFTAs versus the Academy Awards and the Globes. So it like it's technically like... In 1977 for the BAFTAs, Jenny Agutter won. Yes, um, for Equus. And, okay. Right. But I think in terms of like the movies that were kind of for consideration, yeah. it's the ones that appear for 1976 okay. like, on Wikipedia. But it was I've kind made... of all over the place. Yeah, I mm-hmm. got really uh, thrown off. But go ahead. Continue. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's I, I've made that mistake multiple times. Yeah. Um, so Jodie Foster won, but then... Um, an actress I'm not familiar with, Annette Crosby, won playing the fairy godmother in The Slipper and or was nominated playing The Slipper and the Rose. Um, Vivian Merchant for The Homecoming as Ruth, um, which I'm I'm familiar with by name, but I'm, I don't I couldn't speak to that performance. And then Billy Le- Whitelaw as Mrs. Baylock in The Omen, which is a role I'm somewhat familiar with and is a great like wackadoo sort of um, crazy nanny of the son of the devil who eventually hangs herself. Um, like I get why she got nominated. It's a very like sure. bombastic performance. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So the Golden Globes uh, go into the Globes. So Globes. this year, um, 
so Shelley Winters was nominated for Next Stop Greenwich Village. Bernadette Peters was nominated for Silent Movie. Jodie Foster was nominated for Taxi Driver. Piper Laurie for Carrie, which is, I can't wait to talk about that. It's a great Best of yeah, Actress yeah. performance. And then Lee Grant and Catherine Ross were both nominated for Voyage of the Damned, and Catherine Ross won. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a movie I have not seen. I did a little yeah. bit of research on when I did the Beatrice Strait episode, but it's like not a movie I'm really compelled to see, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of the Oscars, which is really the category at hand, Lee Grant was nominated for Voyage of the Damned. Uh, and Lee Grant had won the Oscar the year before yes, for Shampoo. For Shampoo, yeah. yeah. She's, which I can't wait to do that. That year I'm very excited about. Uh, Jane Alexander, oh, familiar name. Ever heard of her? Ever heard of her? Yeah. Um, just the uh, assistant to the Best Supporting Actress and a BSA nominee for uh, Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, she was nominated for a very small role in All the President's Men. Um, which is interesting. Two two nominations were very small roles. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Piper Laurie was, of course, nominated for an Oscar for Carrie and Beatrice Strait, not nominated for a Globe or a BAFTA, wins the Oscar. I, c- I mean, this is really the conversation. I, w- I love how much, and she says this in her speech, too, of a dark horse she was throughout the entire award season. She yeah. was kind of, I don't want to say kind of nowhere, because I'm sure if you if we dug a little bit deeper, she might be, you know, maybe some critics' choices or something like, oh, no, there mm-hmm. wasn't. No, because I went on um, Beatrice Strait's IMDb, and it's like three nominations for just mm-hmm. like, and one of them is her Oscar win. It's so wild to me. Yeah. I know that she has a pretty um, meaningful like stage career as well. Yeah, and, and but I mean, yeah, her it's uh, it's crazy to like when you kind of also think about like people who've won an Oscar and then like it's not like they're winning multiple awards. You know what I mean? Like it's so to kind of win like the top prize and have no other mountain of smaller awards underneath that is crazy yeah i love it even more though it makes the lore behind this win just like all the Mm -hmm. more satisfying i guess yeah and that's that is that's that excitement of the lore behind the win of Mm -hmm. like whoa this wasn't like the small 10 minute role that everybody was was awarding Yeah. yeah yeah now have you are you familiar with any and we've obviously just talked about a whole bunch of nominees are there any of these that you're very familiar with very fond of which can you speak to yeah um i can speak to the one i'm most familiar with is actually carrie um Mm -hmm. i have only seen the movie in full twice and it was all within last year i I was going to do an episode of, of it with my friend kate um, which were because I had not seen it until that point, and it was uh, mm-hmm. like two years ago. I can't remember what I had for breakfast with this morning, let alone <laughs> right. when I one of those years. Maybe it was right. last year. Um, but I remember Piper Laurie and how like terrifying she was too, and like just just that last scene alone when she's hiding behind when they pan and she's hiding oh. and they show her and just like the, I mean that whole last scene is just epic. It's it's incredible. I mean it's yeah. such a um. It's such a great performance. I mean, it's so rare, of course. It, it doesn't happen very often that a horror movie has nominations, um, especially acting nominations. And um, she and Sissy Spacek were both rightly nominated that year. Yeah. Now, the great thing about Piper Laurie, or the interesting thing, is that she had taken a pretty significant break from Hollywood between her last her last movie was The Hustler in 1961, which she got nominated for a BAFTA, an Academy Award, some wow. you know other Critics' Choice Awards. And so she didn't 
she wasn't in anything until Carrie, um, and then got nominated for the Golden Globe and Academy Award. I love that, and I love that. I th- that makes me think of like Renee Zellweger. Obviously, it's even that's a much shorter break. Yeah. But it makes me think of her coming back, and obviously she's going to win. Yeah, um, yeah. It's Carrie is a great movie. It's a mm-hmm. great movie. It's my. F- one of my top five favorite movie endings, maybe even oh, my yeah. favorite movie ending. Um, that's a, a frequent nuancy uh, mention, but the ending of Carrie is a movie out of 27, you know, and that's all about women. It's just, it's because at the end for folks who haven't seen it, spoiler alert. So the, the, the sole survivor of the prom, Sue Snell, the, kind of almost like the catalyst for all this because she set Carrie up with her boyfriend to yep. go there because she felt bad about everything. And so at the end, she's having a what we don't realize is a dream of going up to Carrie's burnt down house to drop off the flowers. And then Carrie's hand comes out from, you know, the the rubble and grabs her. But then we realize it's just her mother and, and, and Sue is just screaming and screaming and screaming. And her mother's like, it's okay. It's okay. And the music is just ridiculous. And it just goes on. And if you could if you could give an Oscar, if you could give a Weston for like amazing endings, this oh, is yeah. it. This is it. Yeah. It's incredible. And I think the other, I mean, uh, there's so many things to say about that last scene with just Piper Laurie and like the, the story behind like how she was conceived and like smelling the whiskey on his breath. And she's oh. like, and I liked it. Oh, I liked it. Like just <laughs> that sort of like orgasmic sort of, release of that line is just great oh yeah the way she says his filthy hands running down up and down all over my body i liked it (laughs) it's it's so good it's so good that i feel bad that beatrice straight won i mean yeah that's this is a tough one it's um Mm -hmm. you know what i was thinking today in some alternate universe like what if the the two women had the roles reversed like what if like piper laurie was a network and what if like can you imagine that because they're very similar type in ways like Mm -hmm. at least as far as like the commitment and like the cadence of their voice oh totally um, yeah i would love to see a flip-flop wow beatrice straight as margaret white yes please amazing i mean she'd kill it and piper laurie as louise oh my god i would just love to see the choices they would have made it's like a bsa swap Uh, we should like uh, have that every once in a while yeah it's so great though i was thinking uh, uh, oh why you do this to me i can't (laughs) stop thinking about it now (laughs) it's so great i know i went on like a journey today because there is a moment in the monologue where she has the and I liked it. Oh, I liked it moment. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to it eventually, too. But it's the same sort of uh, freedom. I know. Yeah, you know what we know. Mm-hmm. I, I know it. I can yeah. hear it. Yes. I can hear Yes, yes. She totally hits the same notes. Different words. Yes. Same note. But that totally. was my, that was like the inception of this idea. It was, mm-hmm. it was that moment. I was like, that kind of sounds like Piper Laurie. And Is it when like, she says, I hurt. <laughs> I hurt badly. badly. Mm-hmm. It's so um it's so piper guttural and just it yeah. It's great. Oh, that's a great call. Yeah. Um well yeah, and I uh well I'm any other we three, could... who cares? Just kidding. Who cares? Um, I don't yeah, know. I, I watched a, a clip of Jodie Foster. She was fourteen when she yeah. um yeah. filmed Taxi Driver, which is crazy because yeah. she's playing a prostitute. Robert it's De Niro dark. looks handsome. Uh mm-hmm. Sybil Shepherd's in that movie. Sybil Shepherd's in that. Last yeah. Picture Show. Yeah. And Lee Grant. Um, 
I watched this like lovely tribute to Lee Grant on YouTube. It was one of those like TCM spotlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how I found out she won out. She won the Academy Award the year prior for Shampoo. So it's almost like yeah. that Penelope Cruz nomination. Mm-hmm. Maybe she deserved it. Maybe she didn't. I have not seen Village of the Damned, but it's a, you know, Voyage Jewish immigrant playing yeah. Nazi Germany. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I'm not going to go running towards that just because of it, uh, the heaviness of it. But, you know. Right. No, I it I, I don't know how successful of a movie it was. I feel like um it it yeah, it feels like a lot to take on, but Lee Grant is such a great actress. I um I could watch her in anything. I'm so curious I'm, about her mm-hmm. seeing that watching that video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's phenomenal. So I'm really I'm, I've never seen Shampoo, so that one I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, that's I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um well, uh, if if that is the case, then I think we've come to the portion of our evening where we let Beatrice Strait share her Oscar speech with us, or we share her Oscar speech with you all. Yes, please. It's very heavy, and I'm the dark horse. And thank you so much, all of you. It's a great, great thrill for me, and very unexpected. Though I should have known that when I had someone like Paddy Chayefsky writing and saying things that we all feel but can't express. And when we have someone like Sidney Lumet, who makes one want to act forever, and a producer like Howard Gottfried, then how can I miss? But I know that my mother would be delighted. She had great potential for an actress, but didn't think she should do it. So she pushed me and was delighted. And Michael Chekhov, the great actor and teacher who I studied with, who gave me a love and respect for the theater, which is the whole point of why we're all here. It's a great profession, and we have to keep thinking it all the time, and we all do, and we all love it. And I'm so grateful for that. And for a wonderful lady, aged 93, who lives here in Los Angeles, who's watching tonight, one of our first women directors who directed Paul Robeson in Othello in London, Ellen Van Valkenburg Brown, bright as ever, thank you. And last but not least, my husband, who's put up with me for 28 years. Thank you so, so much. Well, as we had said earlier, I, um, I, she does say like that she felt like she was the dark horse of the competition and just yeah. like did not see this happening. Uh, but it's a you know it's a lovely little speech. I I think I noticed this when I was talking about it in the details. But like she does get a little lost. She's like, yeah, and we love it. We do. We love the work, and we do it, and that's why we love it because we love it. We do it, and then she kind of finds herself. But I'm fine with that. I Same. she can yeah circle the block a few times. B. I'm fine with it. I got yeah. time. She was yeah. so composed, and um, you know she's like it's so easy to to do well in a movie when Patty Chayefsky writes the script and Sidney, Sidney Lumet, you know, directs it and all that stuff mm-hmm. too. And so yeah, I can't very, lose. Yeah, I can't lose. And she talks about her mother. I thought it was lovely. She looks great. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was lovely a great, speech. Yeah. And of course, I mean, the, the moments before the speech or what other people have noticed this, you know, clip for on YouTube yeah. is because it's introduced by... Um, Sylvester Stallone and uh, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad so, Ali. Uh, which is, you know, that's a lovely moment, but that's not what I'm here for. Yeah, not what we're yeah. here for. No. Um, well, <clears throat> this is, of course, I think this is 
this is our first there are certain bsas like eventually we'll talk about judy dench and shakespeare yeah. in love and penelope cruz was kind of this in vicky christina barcelona yeah but there are these performances where it does come down to like unlike octavia spencer in the help where it's a sum of its parts it really is about what happens in specific moments because yeah. there aren't that many and there isn't that like landscape of a movie for this character to like find that bsa frequency and mm -hmm. i i think i think this performance is in a category of its own of like and there are actors who've done this as well there's i mean i think of I take it back. We have talked about this before. Viola Davis in Doubt is a brilliant example of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, just... yes. If she would have won for that. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. the same. Yeah. And and I'm willing to accept just nominees um, as well of just like performances that got recognized for Barbara Harris in, you yes. know, who is Harry Kellerman. is performances that you don't have to watch the whole movie to appreciate. Yeah. It's all in one scene. And, yes. um so I, uh, I think to kind of start this off, obviously I could just, I've done it. So I could do it again. It's just He's talk about every it. little moment. Yeah. I've done it. Uh, <laughs> but I am, I am keen to hear from you, your like initial thoughts on this scene. Okay, great. I'm, oh, my phone just went off. How? Wow. Dare my brother. The rudeness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So I'm going to start by saying, um, I heard you say something I think it was, oh man, I can't remember. I've listened to so many podcasts the last couple of days, but mm. you were talking about, oh, is your Bobby Baby 35th, uh, I almost said 35th anniversary, but it is 35th anniversary <laughs> much, of life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you were talking about something that like resonated with me and I feel exactly the same. When you listen to musical theater, um, you are not, and, I, and I, I'm, I agree with this too, and this is kind of what I'm interested in. I'm not necessarily looking for the escapism of mm -hmm. like razzle-dazzle, even though I, I necessarily love, I, I, I do love those shows, those types of shows. Like I, some of my favorite Broadway shows are like that. But the ones that I really like dig are the ones that just give you a little taste of like real life and like the underbelly of it all and the sort of, because um, life can be, you know, sticky and gross and it's like, and it's complicated and it's heartbreaking and all this stuff too. And I'd rather have that. And this is like the perfect scene that um, just fits that sort of mold, I think. Mm. Um, mm. I love, it's like, I'm sure any person who's alive has either been on the receiving end or maybe the, you know, uh, the sort of, is it William Holden? Is that his name? The yeah. actor? Mm -hmm. William Holden's mm -hmm. end. And there's so much of, this conversation and how um, the nuances that they both get, even though this is Beatrice's moment, there is um, William Holden moments that are very, he's, his job is just to sit there and take it too. Like mm -hmm. he's, but we've all seen those situations too, or whether we've been that person or not. But um, I think the takeaway from this too, is it's, it's like a, I don't know. It's like a one act play that you or like a 10 minute play because those mm -hmm. do exist, mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. here and there, too, which I also it's like short stories. It's just like it, it works very well as a short form, you know. Yeah, totally. And yeah, a 10 minute piece, a seven minute piece where it's just like this is a 25 year marriage dissolving. Yeah. And yeah. I, I would love to see maybe some like stuff on like the bookends, like what happened right before. Maybe maybe just a little bit after that, like her mm -hmm. going to wash the dishes or something like that. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's mm -hmm. what I want to see. I want to see. And, and the YouTube clip cuts off 
fairly quickly after the conversation ends. So I can't quite remember how, if there is a little bit of, you know, Jane Alexander I'm, washing dishes. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I wish. I, yeah. I promise we would talk, we would be highlighting it. Um, there isn't. That's the end of the scene. That's the okay. end of the clip. It just and the kind clip of is into moves the scene. on. Um, because there's something that network has a bit of an, not an episodic quality, but it feel this scene is, it's a set piece within a larger moving narrative that mm-hmm. isn't really about them at all, you know, because it really is all about Peter Finch's character. And so this is kind of just an aside that in some ways, you know, I read a review where the, the guy was like, you know, did this scene even really need to be in the movie? Mm-hmm. Could, could Bill, William Holden's character just be like, I've left my wife or whatever and accomplish the same thing? Probably. It, it was an article where like the guy was suggesting that this was a mistake that the Academy had made because the wow. impact of her role on the movie. And I was like, well, you are wrong. So <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how do I say this? Yeah. How do no. I put this? Yeah. Um, the least she deserves is respect and allegiance. Uh, is, I mean, you know, there's, I mean, we're about to, you know, break this shit down, but mm. like overall just, um, it's like a, a three act opera in five minutes. It's like, it's mm-hmm. like, the like, I'm trying to think of like a food analogy here too, but it's like, it's the most delicious, you know, dessert that's like simple and complicated all at mm-hmm. the same time. And you forget the rest of the meal because it's just so um, mm. delicious, honestly too. Um, it's so you, actory. Go ahead. Yeah. It's so actory. I was just going to say, have you ever eaten a Ferrero Rocher layer by layer? <laughs> have I? <laughs> oh, that was so good. You were so excited to ask me that question. I was. I was, yeah. I was like, you were like, I got it. You, well, like, you said tell food. Me. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Because I couldn't yeah. think of a more. That's exactly what it is. It's uh. like, all like, first I pull off the little bottomy, you know, the little the little bottom of the Ferrero oh, shirt. It's just yes. the gold wrapper with the glue stuck to it. <laughs> and then I'm peeling that up, and I'm like, oh my god, what's in here? And it's just the chocolatey nuts. And yeah. then I got to scrape that it's off with my teeth. It's great. Yeah. Yep. I got to scrape the texture off, but I got to be careful because it's just crispy underneath, Oof. and it's got it's 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 you got to be careful. Yeah. Because you got to carefully break that open so you can pull the hazelnut <sighs> out. It's great. And then get the chocolate out and then put the crispy thing back together and then bite the crispy thing. Yeah. I don't know if I've exposed my inner workings, but that is how I eat a Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> and that is, is it Rocher? I'm calling it Rocher, Ro- Rocher. I'm from New Jersey. That's okay. We'll um, allow it. We'll allow it. Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, you should hear like my dad try to say it. You know, he doesn't. Yeah. I, I am, no I'm, one says it the right way. It's a no. lot of R's. Okay. Yeah. It's a little too many R's. Yeah. yeah too many R's. Yeah. Um, Frochet, it should be called. Yeah. But that Frochet. is... That is how I think. I think now that I've really committed to this mon this monologue, it is a monologue. This mm-hmm. metaphor. Um, I think that that is exactly what this performance is like. Is it just? It's a new per, a new emotion and a new layer and a new turn in her like processing. But then in the end, it all like comes together. You know, like it just. It's a process that she's going through in these like three minutes of screen time. It's a beautifully written script too i think Mm -hmm. that the petty chayefsky won an oscar for it as well and i think that really like the words that she gets to say are so they pack a punch and they are just like such great words 
to say. I know that sounds simple, but like, mm-hmm. but it's like, uh, it's just so great. Like, I'm your wife, damn it. And if you can't work up a winter passion for me, the least I require, I love that she says require, yes. is respect and allegiance. Like, I it always is... forget that it's require. Mm-hmm. And it's so crucial. I love Ugh. it. I, um, the, what I love about that moment, and you know, in terms of now that we're just looking at that specific line, is the way that her voice shakes oh. on allegiance. Yes, Res- and like it, the way that it trembles in in the conclusion. It's those. And the reason I point that out is, is that is, I think, the magic of this performance is in those tiny, minuscule choices. She is winning the Oscar. Um, and there's bigger ones and smaller ones. I think what you could almost consider because it's it's such a small period of time that every moment can feel bigger is when the scene opens when the scene starts and i i know i talked about this on in the details and i'll try to stop saying that i just feel self-conscious about it is no, do it. um is when she asks him if he loves diana and he says oh. i'm just grateful i can feel anything at all and the way that she turns away like and and takes the impact of that is so it's so economic it's so like she I, she uses her her hair. She uses her head. She uses her face. She uses everything she has to express like twenty five years of like betrayal, basically. Of like you don't feel anything. Like I would rather you just tell me you love her than that you don't feel anything at all. You know, it's Ugh. so smart. The writing is so smart. It's I called it the invisible slap because mm-hmm. it's like it is like as if someone like it is like a punch. It is a stab. Yeah, it's a blow. And mm-hmm. I love the choice to just, I mean, the, be a, like the assistant to the BSA is Beatrice Strait's hair in this scene. It oh. is just toss. It's like just <clears throat> tousled enough to make her look slightly disheveled, but she's still kind of put together. Her scarf is still like, you know, it's, a, it's kind of coming undone, but not really. Mm. And she's just trying to. It looks like they already had a fight before this scene happened, too. Because, like, does it yeah. just start with him saying, I'm leaving you, day, uh, Bar- <laughs> Like, oh, it's, I was going to uh, say, I was going to say, leaving you, darling, and leaving you, baby. And it came out, I'm leaving you, day. So I'm leaving you, day. Yeah, he I'm calls her day. day. Yeah. Um, I'm leaving you, Louise. Uh, yes. Louise. Uh, so the scene definitely starts in the middle of things. I think he has admitted he's had the affair with her already. Mm. And mm-hmm. then, so we're, so which is, it's fascinating just how it opens because a I as to your point we're not seeing her in the bathrobe you know kind of yeah. like dressed down and like curlers in the hair get out of here like you know kind of the sort of classic house, housewife sort of you know poor you know poor housewife who's you know I don't know it just makes her look weaker in a way I love that Louise is put together she it it kind of supports where she ends up going by the end of the scene and that strength that we see in her by the end is that she isn't a physical mess. She's dressed well, you know, she's put together. Um, but yeah, when, when the scene opens, it's already started. She's already started to go. She's already in this nightmare. Yeah. Um, and that it's less about seeing him reveal that he's had an affair and more the pressing matter is, but do you love her? I mean, the way that she asks that question too, it's like, cause mm-hmm. he says, it's like standard, like person who cheated on you conversation. It's like, do you want me to leave? Check in a hotel. Just tell me what to do. Because 
that's that's where this is going he's like mm-hmm. let me just skip these steps and she doesn't give a shit about that like she doesn't mm. care about what's going to happen in the next like 24 hours she just wants to know do you actually love this bitch you know what right. i mean and she right. swallows her words like it's like she wants to say all of that but she just like purses her lips and like i don't think she looks down but she just like kind of lifts her eyebrows and she yes. has this sort of i think you said it in in the details too this sort of like lilt she says do you love her Mm-hmm. It's like, and as opposed to, to, do you love her? There's no R's. Yeah. Do you love her? And that's like, and that's Beatrice Strait's like just beautiful it's voice. Great. Like it's the, great. The way that she enunciates things and like, it's just, because she's in Poltergeist as well. And yes. she's yeah. phenomenal in that. And it's a very, and it that same thing you're talking about lends itself to her. Like it, it contributes to that performance as well. It's just mm-hmm. her, her way of navigating dialogue. Um, yes. Like, it's the kind of thing where I Beatrice Strait could sell the worst written dialogue. It, oh. just, it, it helps that she has amazing dialogue, but the the way that she handles words, it's like it's like a British person, like the way that sometimes the accent can make anything sound smart. You know oh, I mean? yes, yes. Yeah. But, and it's the same thing for even the, the line coming up, which I have things that I want to talk in between this. But mm-hmm. on paper... Um, it's like I hurt. Do you understand that I hurt badly? Those aren't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like you can make those lines work in a way. It's yeah. like, but you, it's either like, well, there, are, there, there is no choice because it's like it's so emotionally driven anyway that it just takes care of itself too. But that is like thanks mm. to her training. And oh, you said yeah. she, okay, so we know that she's a Broadway gal. Um, I think you said she played Lady Macduff on she Broadway. Did. She um, did. She has. She's played Lady Macduff. She studied at. The um should have studied with like Marlon Brando and all of those mm-hmm. like method actors. I guess I don't know if it was the New School, I think, um, or wherever all of that was. The Actor Studio, no Actor Studio, uh, Actor Studio, possibly. Let's. I think yeah. it was the Actor Studio. Okay. That's what I was trying to think of. Um, not the New School, but no offense to the New School, but <laughs> uh, yeah, she is like that. It's exciting to see. This is actually a great. Um, not to, I'm not patting myself on the back, but I think <laughs> this is a great choice for us to talk about after Monique, which yeah. was not a classically trained actress. And because of that, a really great performance came through because we just got something so raw and so visceral and so real for Monique. Whereas this to me is the opposite. This is, this is training this scene. You can't do this scene as well as she does without like an understanding that every moment and every word has to be informed. You have to use all of it because you have three minutes. So, and you can tell she has done her homework on, on every word of what she says, Mm -hmm. all of them. And like, I think about, you know, what kind of launches her and, and asking him, like, you keep saying it. You keep saying you're infatuated with her. Just say it. Just say it. Oh, it's, I um, love that moment. It's so, I mean, just say it. It's uh, it's funny because uh, this is very similar to what leads to my favorite scene in Hereditary um, of Tony Collette freaking out is her son and saying, well, if you're upset, then say it. Then just fucking say it. And then she snaps and goes, don't you fucking swear at me or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I live for moments where, you know, it's funny you mentioned like the the cartoon character swallowing the TNT. I love when the TNT goes off in in scenes like yes. this, you know. Yes. And I think him saying "I love her," like then the explosion happens. Yeah. Then it takes off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I one of my biggest complaints is that this next moment is focused. The camera is focused on him 
Well, she's just going off behind him. Yeah, I think it might be one of my only blocking blunders, I guess, is like, I'd rather see her step away from that chair and like, um, just back into that corner by the counter there. But it's mm. like, I kind of like that she's talking behind him in a way. Like, I would like to see her like trap. I would just like to see her play a couple times. And maybe there's sort of, you know, it's like the footage on the cutting room floor of her trying this a couple different ways too. And maybe that's, they thought that that was like a cool angle. But yeah, exactly what you said. I don't care as much about his reaction at that point too, because it's like, it's like a, uh, like a shuttle taking off. And then mm-hmm. the camera cuts away to like the crowd as opposed right. to the shuttle. It's like, we right. don't want to see the crowd. We want to see the shuttle. We want to yeah. see what's happening here. Right. I yeah. didn't come to Cape Canaveral just to see <laughs> Dave and Sheila, you know, sipping on a warm exactly. Pepsi. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I feel like they could have done this shot where it was like just him in the foreground, her in the background, but we could see all of her and like giving us the opportunity to see her acting and him reacting. Yeah. Yeah. Or not reacting. You know, it was like, uh, as you said, like there's nothing really for him to do, but just to take it. Like he has to, like he in a way owes her this. He has no right to stop her right now. Yeah. You know? And, and I, I appreciate that. And I think he knows his character knows that in the scene. I'm always like these, like three seconds where we're like three or five seconds where we're like not seeing her. And she's just talking. I get so impatient. I'm like, come on, come on, come on, get to the part where we see her. Yeah. Um, You know? And then one of my favorite things about this scene is the movement is the way that she moves through rooms because I'll tell you I have been there where I've been so mad and I've been yelling and I've had to go through rooms and it is great and there's something to me it's it's the way that she one of my favorite nuances is as she's going she kind of puts her hand in her hair or something mm-hmm, or just mm-hmm. she does like this gesture and and it's almost like she's for folks who are obviously listening because you're not watching, it's like she's in a chorus line and she's like lifting her little top hat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But she does that with her hair like just once. But it's just, it's it's like the body language of being like, I can't fucking understand why you do this, but on such a grand level and that she's storming through the living room into the study, back into the living room. It's such cool... um, physical drama physical drama we love it yeah. and a part of me wishes and i'm glad she didn't at the end of the day but like what would have happened if she like took off that scarf you know what i mean like oh, yeah. that would have been something you know yes and, and there like, were moments where she could have like been taking it off while she was saying like yeah. um is that what's left for me you know like she yes, could have done just that. holding it because it's like this whole I wrote some of this down. It's like she's she's like, this isn't a weekend convention uh, with your secretary or some. This is my favorite. And I don't know what she says here. She says or some broad that you picked up at picked up after three. What did she say? Belts, belts, of, belts booze? of booze. It's like, a, so it's many, like a drinking yeah. expression. Yeah. I love that. There's so many bees in that sentences, too, that mm-hmm. are so like. Uh, it's such a great consonant for an argument. I, I feel like it's mm-hmm. just, it's it's so great. Um, but yeah. she says, this is your great winter romance, isn't it? Uh, and I love how she steps up to him to say that. It's almost like she grows an inch taller. She doesn't yes. touch him. She doesn't like point in his face. She just like gets eye to eye with him. And she says, your last roar of passion before you settle into your emeritus years. This script is Crazy good. Crazy it's like, good. Ugh. Yeah, and, and she really is so 
because you know there there would be there could be actors who would get this kind of script and not know how to make this sound mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and she navigates it so well i mean uh it it just yeah the way that she says this is your uh your great the way she says she hits great yes hardest. this is your great winter romance mm-hmm. um and and the mocking of that you know uh and then i yeah the way that it kind of like continues of her being like uh what is it she says like uh this is your your last roar of passion before you settle into your emeritus years mm-hmm. um is that what's left for me uh oh yes she gets the winter romance and all i get is something 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 the, yeah the doltage yeah oh and i and uh, yeah and, and all i get is, is and all i'm left with is the doltage and and to me i think in this build up that she has in this little place um when she gets to the point of like and uh what am i left to do just sit here knitting and purling like Ooh, the, when she yeah. gets to like the disgust of like and what the fuck am i supposed to be doing then mm-hmm. that like the fact that she can use the expression knitting and purling and yeah. make it sound so venomous is just genius yeah it's just genius um uh i i uh I love that. That little section of three lines there of like, this is not, you know, just some broad you picked up, you know, or, or some affair with your secretary or whatever. Like that whole little section is to me feels like the, the genius of an actor and a writer and a director all being on the same page. Yeah. It's gay whistle tones as well as AKA. Ugh. And then AKA, she finally yeah. gets this sort of release because she doesn't really swear. The only thing she says is, damn it, really, this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm your wife, damn it, but it's a great damn it. Yes. Yes. It is a it, great the economy of that. Mm-hmm. And really the word that she stresses is wife, damn it. But mm. it's still like there's still some residual like fury left in the damn it as well, too. Yes. And I love that choice. <clears throat> um, that was the other nuance from the Louise on Broadway that I loved is that what she did was... Um, it was almost like the damn it was a, a half a second after and Ooh, it was I like a wife. Yeah. Damn it. Damn it. And it was damn it. It was like an anger, like a frustration. Ooh. Like I'm your wife. Damn it. Like, I can't believe okay. I'm in this. It was yeah. so like, that was my point. I was like, what are you doing? And you just wiped your hand on your dress. They're like, Where sir, the you need to leave, please. Yeah, <laughs> just, exactly. Like, saying all these things out loud. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's like, sir, the train has arrived at the last stop of the station. Yeah. It's time to get the up and leave. goes on you. Yeah. yeah. How long have I been here? We got yeah. another one. We got another one. Yeah, we got another one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, that, that moment of, I'm your, obviously, obviously it's in our, our opening theme, but yes. the, I'm your wife, damn it. That's where Beatrice Strait's pronunciation also, the the way that I'm your wife, I'm y'all, y'all I'm wife. your wife. Yeah. 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 Oh, um, it's beautiful. Now, I, I, it may be a bit jumping ahead, but we have, we have indeed arrived at, and we've talked about it before, but where I think she won it for mm-hmm. me. Okay. In all of these little moments, I do think the, um, and if you can't work up a winter passion for me, the least I require is respect and allegiance. The uh, the least I require is respect and allegiance. She's doing like seven things in that line. Mm-hmm. I just can't like I like whoa. Uh, did you know you were doing this? Yeah. Did you just like how much architecture was there behind this? Like it's genius. It's mm-hmm. I just yeah. It's one of my favorite movie moments. It's one of my favorite micro moments. Favorite line deliveries. Favorite Oscar when she won it moments yeah. is 
is the way her voice shakes on Allegiance. Yeah, because, because their allegiance is shaky, you know? Yes, it is. And it's, um, I think the other thing too, is like going back to Olivia Coleman when, when uh, in Broadchurch season two, sit mm. down, um, when yes. she yells at her son and, and she has like this fury at the beginning of the sentence, I'm your wife, damn it. And going back to mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman. But when you are in this, you, you do eventually come back down to earth for a moment mm-hmm. too. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think she's quite back down to earth yet on Allegiance, but like she's starting the descent, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, and she's she's realizing that she doesn't really have anything more to say about that possibly, but like that line alone is enough. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, because I think this is where, after that is where she turns away and says, I hurt, don't you understand? But mm-hmm. is that before, I didn't write this down, when she says... Oh, I mean, I love this moment too when she almost like she does officially kind of come back into like the oh, the orbit of Earth and she mm-hmm. looks at him and it's like, come on, like it's like the way mm-hmm. that she looks at him. It's like she says, "Say something," or "Aren't you going to say something?" Yes, um, because so what she's is been it? yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'll no, no, no. Sorry. Jump in. Oh, jump in. you had yeah. So she says, "I'm your wife, damn it." Respecting allegiance, and then she starts to cry. And then and says, like, you know, I hurt. I hurt badly. Yeah. And then The Piper um, Laurie moment. Yes, she has her Piper Laurie moment. But then she turns and she gives him that look of, like, oh, aren't you going to say? Like, I have just poured my heart out. Are you going to say anything? You yeah, know? it's like, take, you know, pass the baton. Like, it's your turn. Like, I, I can't. I'm drained. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm officially almost drained here. So I need you to, like, say something before. Yeah. I, it's I don't know if it's a before I moment, but go ahead. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's an interesting like marriage nuance, you know, like, um, I remember like watching that, like again, for in the details, it was like, this felt like we were seeing a dynamic of them that is bigger than this moment that for, of those 25 years, most of them, she has had times where she's looked at him like anything really like, do you have anything to say about this? And like, has, wanted more from him than she's getting and i feel like this is like the ultimate example yeah this is not the first time that they fought i mean Mm -hmm. she's already mentioned the secretaries that either she has confronted him about or not confronted him about Mm -hmm. which makes this like blowout even more i don't want to say satisfying but just like uh, meaningful for her because she's like i put up with this shit for years but Mm -hmm. i never expected you to fall in love and i think really the reason why she looks at him is like are you going to fight for this? Are you, is there any signs of life mm-hmm. on your end? And to just see him standing there like a dope, she yeah. might know that like, this is over. Like there, this is yeah. the end of the line here because th- that's the next step. The next step is saying, I'm sorry, or it'll never happen again. But he's already said that. I think it was one of the first things he said. He's like to say, I, I'm never going to see her again would be foolish because I, I definitely will. And there's also a look like a wince almost mm-hmm. that um, that happens there too. But um, it's just, how many years of marriage was it? Was it like 24? 25. Okay, 25 something, years. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, I, and that's, an, that's a really interesting mm-hmm. point that I think is a good framing of this. This is not the first time that he's cheated. Yeah. He has, yeah, there have been business trips where he got too drunk. There have been secretaries at Christmas parties. Yeah. There have been so many different <clears throat> incidents that, you know, or at least enough for this to be not the first time, but yeah, exactly. Like, is this different? Is this different now? Like, is this the fight where we're, you know, we go through a couple rough months and then we rebuild the trust or is this where we're done here? 
Yeah, and I think it's so. It's, it's like we're going with this route of like maybe she hasn't said anything about the secretaries too. It's like I love that the two words that she chose are respect and allegiance, and and specifically mm. respect. Like, okay, I've let the secretary slide. I've you knew that I knew, or maybe you didn't know that I know, but I never thought that it would be love. I, mm-hmm. I always thought that throughout the, all of this that you still, we had built something here. Yeah, and that it now didn't touch what we had. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and I, that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was one of my, my you know, because the, the scene here has a transition of energy that I remember, like, when I first saw this, I maybe didn't fully understand. I was like, she should just be screaming at him. She should. I want more of the yelling. I want more of the uh, emeritus years stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I want more knitting and purling, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, instead it changes into this gray area that I didn't understand when I was younger of she's not fuming at him. He's, she comes to realize, I think, that he is he is a prisoner of his own decision and that it isn't love. He confirms that it's not love. It's also not an ineffectual or like, um, it's not some secretary who's not going to have an impact on our marriage. It's something more. It's, it's someone more powerful than that, you know? And like, so it will be harder in other ways, but not because I can't fall out of love with her. Yeah. And in some ways that's kind of, I don't say worse, but like he, He's infatuated with her. Like, what's the what's what's the in between of infatuation and love? Like, what is that? Right, right. I mean, like, you can't I, define it. And mm-hmm. and in some ways, infatuation is like something totally different, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's it's a it's sort of um, it's naive. It's it's delusional, you know. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of what he's hinting at. Is like on paper, just the way he's talking about her. There's no love for the way he talks about Diana, mm-hmm. and. Um, and and the world that he's created, he already knows she's eventually going to end the relationship. Um, you yeah. know, like, and I think that is really important is that as we get to those final moments with Louise is like, there's an understanding that like, this is not his great winter romance. This is, it was an attempt at it. And I think that Louise realizes that he stepped in a bear trap. And uh, that's maybe why she has that interesting tone towards the end of like, oh, she's going to punish you more than I ever could. Yeah. It's almost like a good luck sort of thing um, to her. I, and and yep. one thing I find so interesting, but this whole sort of transitional moment slash face journey thing that goes on to, it's like when, and you said this in the, in the details episode too. And I think it's such an interesting choice that he hugs her mm-hmm. because in any other like scene, we've seen like this in movies, there's like the, like the push off. Don't you touch me? Like yes. all, sort of thing, but she allows it to happen. And you just see her face and she like, oh, the, the, the eyebrow journey alone that she oh. takes is great. She's like sniffs almost and then she like wipes away a tear mm-hmm. um, and says, I won't give you up easily, Max. And I, the way that she says that is so, there's so much underneath that. It's like she's she's not giving up. She knows that she already like has lost him at that point too. And like, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't know what that looks like, but all she knows is that I won't give you up easily. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give up without a fight. Even if you're not showing any sign of fighting for what we have, I will Mm -hmm. continue to do that because I will give you respect and allegiance, even though you have not given me any, or you've you've erased that from this relationship. Right. You broke that. Um, It's funny to think of her playing Lady Macduff 
Um, mm. One of the things I'm so obsessed with with Lady Macduff yes. is she's one scene and she yeah. just fucking delivers. Like, and it's similar to this. Yeah, it's like I'm fucked in this moment, but I'm gonna fight to the end. You know, yeah. and I, uh, I love that about this. That um, Lady Macduff, the original one scene queen. You know, <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, one scene queens. That could be like one in the details episode and just yeah. one scene queens. Here we were earlier yeah. the episode. I'm like, there's this category of of. <laughs> I don't know what I would call it though. Oh yeah. One That's, scene queens. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot to work with there, yes. Um you know, and, and so I love that that's kind of happening here. And I love that moment when, when he's hugging her and then she pulls away. Yes, there are twenty things going on. There's a there's kind of like a and I I, I still think there's a little bit of this, uh, okay, thank you for the hug, but I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna disengage slightly here and not shut you out, but not hug you. You know? Um, and, and the way that she kind of listens and when he makes Anna Karenina joke and she laughs, she isn't, she's staying open. She's maintaining respect and allegiance, but she's also respecting and maintaining allegiance with herself because mm-hmm. he still has to move out, you know, like she doesn't let him stay. That's true. That's true. And it's always like that. It's like, you can almost see the, re- not the relief, but like, it's. Because he wants to get out of there. He wants to, like, mm-hmm. deliver the message and then get out. Because at that yeah. point, it's, like, it's crazy to think that because they've been married for 25 years. But when you're excited, it's, like, you got a new bike and all you want to do is just go out mm-hmm. and ride it, which is, yeah. like, a little gross fitting. in a way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fitting. <laughs> um, maybe something else. But um, whatever. A new car, we'll say. We mm-hmm. want to go out and take it for a... That's also, like, gross. But <laughs> take it for a drive. <laughs> Stick shift only. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's, like... Uh, just okay I'll do my homework and then I'm gonna run out the door as fast as I can it's like he has to he's not giving this conversation the attention and respect and allegiance that it deserves yeah. it just kind of yeah. goes back to that he, he is like a 14 year old kid and mm-hmm. like a 21 year old punk that just like it's crazy because you see even with even though they are older they're they're just they're still it's uh that shit never goes away, I guess, with yeah. some people too, especially like in the career he's in, I guess. But um, yeah, he's someone I think who, you know, and, and he's probably done this before, but he like yeah. is going for broke with this where it's like he's taking no responsibility, you mm-hmm. know? And like, I think that is very frustrating in a way that there is an element of his character being forgiven and yet never really having to own up that he fucked up. Like, he's like, oh, as if like, oh, she seduced me and I have no control over this and I can't end it. And it's, I think there are elements of that be based on like Faye Dunaway's character where you can see how that's true mm-hmm. and how she's not going to just like release her claws from him. Yeah. But, you know, I think the reason why Louise is not drilling home the point that like, well, I don't care about her. You did this. You did this is because it's happened before. And yeah. I think that narrative of what we were seeing is not only a couple on the brink of collapse after 25 years. This is a couple that has navigated this thing before, and this is the result of multiple conversations about affairs he's had. And so this is a woman who has had to exist in this gray area between the marriage healing and the marriage ending, you know, like the marriage being good and the marriage being bad. She's had to live in the, it's not great, it's not awful, you know, they've had to raise kids together, they've built a life together, like she... I appreciate that despite the fact that she's resigned herself to at times a pretty unhappy existence, she is a really clearly very strong, intelligent, capable character and 
if they did have to divorce. I just get the impression from all of the details we're seeing. I'm like, oh, she'll be fine. Yeah. If anything, yeah, she's a strong, like you said, she is a strong, capable woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, I haven't seen The Wife with Glenn Close, but I picture that this would be like what that last scene would be. And I feel like The Wife mm. never quite got there. I, yeah, it, the, it has like a, a moment in a, ta- in a limo that, that goes there a little bit. There's a couple moments that sort of go there, but Glenn never really like lets loose enough. Yeah. To win an Oscar. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, the, the, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't seen The Wife. I think it's worth seeing. It's worth seeing as um, the thing that everyone thought Glenn was finally going to win an Oscar for. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why I've been, I've had an aversion to it. I think it's just because of like, as soon as like Olivia Coleman won I was like no and then I was just sad and I don't mm-hmm. I just kind of put it on the shelf but I'm sure it's available somewhere oh yeah on an airplane yeah. you know it's, mm-hmm. it's uh we'll see I would say you could watch a clip or two on YouTube and get a pretty good sense if you want more of that okay yeah I probably would I mean it seems like something that would be on my alley so to speak mm-hmm, um, so to speak and I love Glenn and Jonathan Price is great Oscar He's, nominee oh, this year, yeah, yeah, he was phenomenal in the yeah. wife. I'll give him that. They they both were um, not a great movie, but they it what you get what you take away from it is these are two. Actually, that it's an actually an interesting comparison now that I think of it because their performances are similar to Beatrice Straits, where it's like this is all technique. I love all that. of this is technique. And well, that's so, good. Yeah, okay, yeah. that that's kind of sold me a little bit too. I mean, if mm-hmm. anything. Going back to Glenn last year because it always comes back to Glenn. Um, mm, yeah, I, at least we have her Golden Globe speech because that really was a big moment. Um, when I don't she think won. I watched it. Ooh, because I, I didn't watch the Golden Globes that year, so I will have to go back and watch that. Colin, I know. I thought you had. I'm not scolding. I'm I'm excited no. for you. That was my tone, um, but mm. it sounded like I was scolding you. I, How dare you? Um, it's just wonderful. <laughs> if you're not gonna watch Glenn's speech, the least I respect is respect <laughs> and allegiance. <laughs> Um, oh yeah honestly it's so great because no one expected it everyone expected lady gaga to win in that category Mm. or who else Mm -hmm. i don't know because olivia coleman was in uh comedy musical so she won the award for that oh so glenn and it was she was just so genuinely shocked about it and she gave such it's one of my favorite speeches Um, oh wow it's probably like top 10 top 15 of all time it's really great well that's given me a reason to watch that i know it's just because of the circumstances and you were just rooting Mm. for her and i think she even says like this movie took so long to get uh, to get married to get (laughs) um to get made she's like i mean it's called the wife because like no one wants to support like women driven movies you know it's Mm -hmm. like this sort of fuck you at a hollywood and like it was just so great so enjoy that all right, thank you for that. I will. That'll be oh, that'll be what a what a, a belated birthday present. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, um. I think you know there a lot of this the end of the scene is is a lot of William Holden talking about the state of his relationship with Diana and where he thinks it's going to go. But I think to you know harken back to your your entrance line of of this episode, we get that final moment with Louise where she tells him like. You're in for a world of trouble or a world of hurt or something. You're in and for some dreadful grief, Max. Some dread. Oh, that's what it is. You're in yeah. for some. Oh, that's a great tote bag or T-shirt. You're in for some dreadful grief. Yes. Max. Uh, oh, making that. I know. Uh, I love that note. I love that for her. Um, 
<laughs> I love that for you. I love that for her because it is so she is absolved of the long suffering wife role with that line. Yeah. You know? Um, she is like excusing herself from the table, from the shit sandwich on yes. her plate and saying, yes. This is yours to deal with. Get out of my apartment. Yeah. Because it is he ha- the, the the problems are just beginning for him and she sees that I don't know I just I I'm so I think if we're thinking of that narrative of a, of a woman who's been cheated on repeatedly I'm so glad that Louise finally has some power um in yeah. what is otherwise a powerless situation you know and it's like well you know you're really fucked up this time this one's on you and if you can see yourself through it I'll be here when you're done yeah, and then she like microwaves some tuna casserole. You know, yeah, like, I just right. I wish it kept going. I wish it did. Mm-hmm. Like after oh, she yeah. left, or after he left, like I just wanted to like light a cigarette or something. Uh, if we could see a, a cut to a scene of him with the bags packed and leaving, and some kind of tense goodbye, mm-hmm. and then we get a little bit of time of yes, her she takes sitting that, down. That's when she takes her scarf off, Ooh, sitting on the, the couch, end. taking off the scarf, and, and maybe we get a little bit or something, or just a little face journey. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, that's what I want. Yeah, we need that little BSA uh, button on the end of that scene. Yeah, BSA, BS for Beatrice Strait, A for awards. (laughs) (laughs) As you said it, you were like, all right, fine. I I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. I I guess if we we called them the Beatrice Strait Awards, we could call them the BSAs. I know, (laughs) yeah, it's too on the nose. Let's do on the notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am. I am keen to know. Are there other nuances that we haven't? We. I'm so. We just. We went in. I'm so happy. But yeah, are there any no, nuances could, we've missed? I think I, I. I don't. I think I was leading up to this when I said I won't give you up easily, Max. Um, but the thing that she says after that too is, there is, and it's just such an interesting turn of events because she knows deep down that like, and he even says it in his sort of like soliloquy there when he talks about all that stuff that that Faye Dunaway is not going to be with him forever, but like mm-hmm. he has to just like see where this goes. And she's like, like we're saying Louise is a Kate, smart enough woman to know that, okay, I won't have you for this winter romance, but I'll get you for the whatever is next. Um, mm-hmm. But she wants the spring all- awakening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yes. But the musical theater, um, not for nothing. Yeah. Yes. Um, But she holds his face and she, it's like, it's like almost like a power play too. She says, mm. does she love you, Max? It's like she, at even through all the bullshit and all the things that are happening, she still does care if he gets hurt. I don't know if it's oh, like yeah, 100%, you know, I'm sure she's still angry, but it's in this sort of like calming aftermath of everything where she is able to say, Max, you need to look at it from the other end too. I think that you mm. should, it's, it's worth your time to kind of assess the situation and not just go blindly into this because you, and then he kind of goes off on this, like, I don't know. She was raised by bugs. Bunny is what the line is. Right. Like that. Um, and he kind of just thinks that out a little bit, but, uh, that's interesting. I forgot about that is that she, I totally forgot. Yeah. She has that great, the, the putting, you know, her hand on his face and saying, it's like, she loves him enough to just want him to be loved. And if you're going to be with this woman, at the very least, does she love you? Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it is such a surprising note. And I I don't think it, I, I agree with you 110%. It is a power play. Yeah. Because, yeah, she is now the wiser one in the room. Yes. Um, and, and I love that. I love, 
I I love that for her. I love that choice. I know because she could easily say like, well, go on then, you know, like have fun, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like have fun with her. You know, you guys are going to have a great like it's it, instead of exploding, she she takes it down a notch and it's yeah. just talking to him, too, because I don't know. Uh, emotions are weird and it's like in a way it is a little bit of grief too over like the loss Mm. of this romance and relationship that they had or you know at least this sort of intermission so to speak of of their you know from the second act to the third act of this winter romance and 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 onward i guess it's poetic um it is and beautifully written and i think that is um as they say is that for all the things that i wanted to cover that's the Mm. end of my notes yeah um same i yeah this it i i am so glad we got to dive into the scene so deeply yeah. like this is you know uh all i ever wanted so yes. um so i'm good i'm done no i uh <laughs> I, yeah it's it is a great it's a great scene and i think if she hadn't won the oscar i would still think oh that was a great scene but the fact that she won the oscar it's like and other people recognized it as like something special and, and that people recognize that out of nowhere it's not yeah. just like there was no mm-hmm. momentum really for her for this mm-hmm. and that's why i like i said i just love the those those sort of that lore behind it i think it's so yeah. fun so do you have i think you already said it too but just to kind of put some formality to it do you have what is your exact moment she wanted for you it's, it's definitely that respect and allegiance yeah. it's definitely the shakiness yeah. of allegiance the poetics of that the just the performance um the the nuances for lack of a better word and there is no better word uh of of that line where she's requiring and demanding respect but it's like it's like david and goliath it's this like it's it at a brief moment she's she's yelling at the mountain you know and um insisting on on respect and allegiance from uh a source that like she she should be expecting no more respect and allegiance. Like what he's basically saying is I don't respect you and I am not maintaining my allegiance to you. And she's saying, absolutely not. I'm your wife. This is what comes with the fucking territory. And I love that there's no question of it and where he's, you know, kind of at the whims of Diana in a similar way. Louise has control as well. You're not going to just betray me like this. You're not allowed to. Yeah. And I love how all of that comes through in one line and because of her delivery of it. Yeah. Overall too. It's like, like you said, she's fine. She's, she's been waiting for this. And at the same time, she's still surprised by it, if that makes sense. And I think Mm -hmm. for me, it's tough to narrow it down here. I mean that just for the sake of saying something different too. like, I think really the beginning of this, like, the blow that she takes when mm. he says, I'm grateful that I could feel anything. These are like my nominees here. And yeah. even, um, I, I, it might be when she says, then say it. Because mm. it's almost like, it's like she, talk about like a power play. Like she has all the control in that situation. And, and like, or at mm-hmm. least in that sentence, she's like, then fucking say it. Yeah, um, yeah be man enough yeah, to like, like admit you love her to me. Yeah. yeah. Her eyes bulge out and, and she's like almost gritting with it between like gritting her teeth rather. And then mm-hmm. just into the whole walking around um, and yes. just like the big roar of passion before you settle or into your emeritus years. But I'm going to I'm going to say it might be then say it because honestly, I laughed 
at her like when I watched this this today because of how good it was and I wasn't mm-hmm. laughing at anything she was like right. I was like oh shit this is like because yeah. really it explodes right after that but like it's like the pot is simmering and you could see the lid shaking and it's mm-hmm. about to happen so yeah. and there's restraint in that and I think I appreciate that so she's incredible yeah. she's incredible she's incredible yeah um i i definitely highly recommend poltergeist um there is only one scene that's very hard to watch in Oof. terms of i know yeah. i'm scared of it I, it's could, on my list it's like that and hereditary is like eventually mm-hmm. it's gonna happen but i think yeah. I can handle poltergeist freaked me out when i was younger but the pool scene at the end with the skeletons uh, i know but joe beth williams i know the mom. i know yeah i'm telling I mean, you it's I'm telling you, it is one of my favorite performances. <laughs> She's just so good. And Beatrice Strait is fabulous. And they have a scene together in the kitchen in the morning that just kills me. It's just, it's it's beautiful women acting. Yes. I think I remember yeah. it in your In the Details episode. Mm-hmm. And I think I probably yeah. listened to that before I watched the movie just to kind of, you know, sneak yeah. peek and like get, right. get into that world a little bit too. And, yeah. and I, I no remind surprises. myself that I'm looking at it through a BSA lens, not like, 14 year old nick being terrified <laughs> right oh it is all about bsas it's yes. all about the women acting in that movie yeah. and occasionally craig t nelson he's yeah. pretty good yeah, um yeah Ugh, beatrice straight mm. mm. so great so good um well uh as if that wasn't enough bsaing for a week of course before we wrap up we do like to have our bsa of the week which is a person, a thing, a performance, a song, a food, anything in our lives that is acting as a best supporting actress of our lives. Um, so I'm dying to know, what is your BSA of the week? Um, well, my BSA of the week goes out to a specific Instagram account. Um, I received a message this week that I shared with Colin um, from a one Dame Dublin underscore Zoetrope. And I... <sighs> I got to tell you, I was like buzzing when I got this message because mm. for anyone who doesn't, I mean, I will start by saying this. If you're not following Dublin underscore Zoetrope, that's Z-O-E-T-R-O-P-E. Um, it is exactly like it's it's the sort of Lady Watch slash BS, BS, Best Supporting Podcast like world of like humor that you are looking for. If you like oh. this podcast, if you love Lady Watch, if you love award shows, his whole like brand is built on like razzing Glenn Close too. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget like when the night of the Oscars happened last year. Um, it was a picture of Glenn Close in her, um, you know, her gold dress and she looked beautiful. And like usually he'll say something really snarky and hilarious, mm-hmm. but he always said was give him hell, Glenn. And I remember oh. I like I like almost choked up reading that, too, because we mm-hmm. were all rooting for Glenn. At least yeah. like this little sub genre of gays that we, you know, that we love and appreciate, too. Like we yeah. we were. And um, and then, of course she lost and his next post the fall i think he took like a day off and then the Mm. next post was um a picture of hillary clinton's book that said what happened and instead of hillary it was glenn (laughs) close's name (laughs) oh god i mean he is on fire lately too and he sent us the loveliest message um he said i've been meaning to tell you how much i adore your best supporting podcast it's so thrilling that there's uh an outlet for quote leading lady stars but my um, but my Oscar category is best supporting. Um, it's like crack to me. Uh, keep up the good work, Mark. And yeah. um, 
And I just he he continued. I was like, we should have you on the show because it's uh, to talk about anything. Honestly, you have an open invite. And he said that would be an honor. It really is so rich and wonderful. He said, let's face it. Much people would do weast and give up. You have a Sandy Dennis episode. It's amazing. And of course, this time next year, you'll have to do an episode for Glenn's winning performance, playing second fiddle to that Ron Howard, Lamey Adams opus. (laughs) I mean, his words. I mean, speaking of just like beautiful. Oh, he is. I mean, did you see his, I'm sure you did, his Groundhog's Day post from today? Oh, my God. John showed me that. I died. That was so funny. Yes. It's it's like, it is, it's the kind of humor I'm like, God, I wish I was that smart. Oh, that yes. so funny. I you mean, know? it's, it's, um, it's, he's giving a voice to everything that I'm thinking and mm-hmm. that I didn't even know that I wanted. There was like mm-hmm. a Mama Rose, um, mm-hmm. post the other day that just like, it just, it hits all of the, uh, the check, like the boxes that I'm looking <laughs> to be checked. The one... <laughs> The one of of Glenn saying to J Lo, they're testing you, that's all. <laughs> yes. I oh it's my god. So great. It's so, so great. great. So great. So, I, yes. yes. Dublin underscore Zoetrope. Uh thank you for listening. He followed me on Instagram too, and I was like, mm. to what do I owe this honor? I was just it's been a week for me over here at um in Pittsburgh here. But uh Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for everything you do, Dublin underscore Zoetrope, and uh keep him coming. I'm excited yeah. for what he does for the Oscars too. So Oh, I know. Yeah. He it's it it's so, so good. Yes. Like just oh. um well I, I totally second that. Um, that is definitely my assistant, the best supporting actress yes. in that case. I would say my BSA of the week. So Johnny and I just did for R8 Mary for, I think this will be a free episode. No, or maybe it's a Patreon. We did Showgirls. Ooh, and I know you guys did that for yes. Very Bad Gay. Uh, and I had seen Showgirls before and like have, you know, was familiar with it. And, and you know, so was, I was excited to watch it again. And, and obviously it it's, you could do a whole episode about that movie. The thing that I'm I'm most drawn to, I was kind of doing my research and preparing for, and obviously that movie, Elizabeth Berkley's performance is in a class of its own. It is so violent and so, uh, you know, abrupt and so um, just physical and elbows and kicking and punching and nails and staring and and it's so strangely directed. And the director Paul Verhoeven has like admitted he's like I told her to act like that. I was directing her to bump into people and uh, be really over the top. And he said in the, and, and granted, you know, this movie is a, a phenomenal disaster, but I love this interpretation that, that, that Paul Verhoeven had of this was in his, what he wanted to represent in the way that she behaved was that this is someone we come to find out has a history of drug abuse, has a history of violence. This is someone who is potentially mentally unstable, may have some like, um, or mentally, you know, unwell, probably a fair sure. statement. Like um, he wanted to represent potentially like borderline personality disorder symptoms, things like that. And I thought, wow, that is a lens I never thought to watch her performance through is what if you were watching someone who was having, let's say, you know, a psychotic break yeah. and showed up in Vegas and then became like the headline star. Like what if that's what we were watching and all of her strange behavior all of her sort of um throwing french bizarre, fries in the air at the yeah. throwing the french fries and oh oh i just i just pulled a nomi malone and like slammed my knee against the table <laughs> that was the cat went running different um, places different places <laughs> like that stuff and and just how um volatile she behaves that 
what if all of that was like a representation of somebody who's wildly just like needing some attention, some medical attention. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool. Yes. And, um, and it's, you know, not to kind of like, you know, uh, make a, 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 I don't know, a, what am I, a spectacle out of somebody's mental health issue, but yeah. more of like, take this movie that people say, oh my God, her crazy, ridiculous performance. What were they thinking? And it's like, what if this was the intention? Mm-hmm. What if there was some thought and maybe not done well, but it, we, in our conversation about showgirls, I kept kind of going back to like the ways this could be a different movie, the ways it could be a gritty, real movie, the ways that it could actually work, mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the disaster that it is. Yeah. And so it, for anyone listening who's keen on a showgirls rewatch what if and maybe this isn't maybe you already do but what if watching it with the lens of like this is someone who is off their meds and just needs some help you know like how does that change the movie Mm -hmm. you know yeah it's like there's i mean obviously showgirls is showgirls and it's like revisionist history at this point too but um it's it's worth thinking of it because didn't was it the director or someone else like wrote a book called like it doesn't suck and it's yeah, kind of some guy wrote it. Yeah, yeah. some guy or uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I, of course, I didn't read it too, but um, mm. it's kind of almost the same thought process too. It's like, yeah, think of it this way, and then see what happens. But yeah. I'm sure Johnny was living his best life because he loves Showgirls a lot. Oh too. yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a, a good a, time doing that episode. Yeah, yeah. It was a really good deep dive. Like it was, it's a, it's a fascinating movie, and like I think in some ways we were like we could have gone even we could do this again. You oh know, we yeah, we could do it could another be like scene part two. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I really enjoyed that. That was a, mm-hmm. you know, it was a fun reminder of, uh, 1995. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what, what movies looked like. Yes. So, um, but anyway, as per usual, as I ramble on about 1995, we get, we're getting played off. Oh. We're getting played off. Uh, though I hope that I'm not cutting you off. Is there anything else we should have covered before this music started? If I have a chance to stop our producers? No, I, I feel very satisfied. I feel that this is a a great episode. I love Beatrice Strait. Um, um, I guess for anyone looking for more of me, you can go to Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. Um, of course I will say it again, follow Dublin underscore Zoetrope on Instagram. Um, you will not regret it. I promise. Um, and you can also, if you have any thoughts on anything we said today, Beatrice Strait, other nominees, you know, Lee Grant, whatever. Mm. Um, you can Lee always, Grant in particular. I know. Yeah. Yes. I'm always down for it. Um, yeah. You can email us at thebsapod at gmail.com or you can tweet us at bsapod on Twitter. How about you, Colin? Where can we find mm. your... Well, uh, where can we find uh, more of me? We can obviously, in the details, as previously mentioned, uh, including the Gay for Beatrice Strait episode no. or my recent uh, company episode on my Bobby Baby 35th birthday. Yes. Uh, you can also find me on All Right Mary, as previously mentioned as well, not only talking about showgirls, but uh, drag race and drag competition reality TV shows and season 12 coming very soon. And you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And... Uh, yeah, and if you can't find me after that, like, I don't know, Facebook? I don't really check it that much, so. <laughs> I know, that's okay. Yeah, Facebook, it sucks nowadays. I, I just... feel like it's going down the tubes. Yeah, it the feels a little that... MySpacey. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's getting there mm. either way. Mm. But um, anyways, yeah, many thanks to, uh, who, who do we have to thank here? Sydney Lumet for getting yeah. that performance out of Beatrice Patty Shayevsky. Yes, oh, yeah. Patty Shayevsky. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The Dark Horse of Beatrice Strait. The Dark I, that Horse. That is Beatrice Strait, too. Um, yeah, 
I mean, thank you to Jodie Foster and for Piper Laurie. Oh, Piper uh, Laurie, come on. Jane Alexander, we love you, of uh-huh. course. Um, and and thank you to um, thank you to Dublin Zoetrope. Yes. You should go subscribe. There's to a him really on good Laura Dern um, a post that he put up last week that sums up uh, every every gay's feelings about her winning the Oscar this year. So we'll leave you with that. Oh, How about that? yes. Yes, yes, we'll leave that homework. homework for next week. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and uh, and that, as, as they I say, say, is that. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> we did it.